0: I it, people. Here we go. stop, just stop, just All right. Well, welcome to the Just Talk podcast, where we discuss issues that live uh, at the intersection of faith and public policy. Uh, I am Essentino Lewis.
1: I'm Leslie Copeland Toon. Uh,
0: and we are glad to be with you on uh, this evening as we're recording live from uh, the Space for Grace uh, conference with the American Baptist Home Mission Societies. You know what that means, that, that we're live. And we're so live. We can't we can not uh, go back and... Erase and edit the way that we normally do, but it so is good. So
1: give us in advance.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so we, we like to say that we don't uh, tell you what to think, but we do like to give you some things to think about. Uh, and so on today, we want to talk about uh, the topic, Are We Really Christian or Not?, Uh, Say it another way, Um, what does it mean to be a Christian in this age? Uh, We don't like to necessarily define it as the age of Trump, but that's what it seems to be sometimes. Uh, And so Robert Romero asks it this way, Uh, the professor of Chicano studies at UCLA says, in this critical juncture in US history, will we be the body of Christ or not? Um, that's something that you and I talk about quite a bit, uh, wrestle with quite a bit. Uh, and the question really is, what does it mean to be a disciple of Christ in this moment? What does that call us to do uh, in this season? Uh, and we know that people disagree, have different positions on uh, what that means, but You have some thoughts? I know you're on the front line of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about this. You know, I've been worried and concerned about um, the Christian witness in this um, environment and the ways in which Christianity has really been co-opted for political purposes in ways I think we haven't seen before, that um, even those who uh, talked about family values, quote-unquote, and the importance of that have... Seem to have um, lost uh, their mm-hmm. way and have instead, um, you know, kind of, I think, done violence to the gospel mm-hmm. um, by giving over their witness, um, saying certain things don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Fidelity, for example, mm-hmm. behavior, mm-hmm. fruit of the spirit, attitudes, um, the way we treat one another doesn't right. matter anymore because maybe we'll get a Supreme Court. Um, that will overturn Roe versus Wade, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And I think that is not what Christ calls us to do sure. as disciples.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, within the body of Christ, one of the things that we must do is we must uh, wrestle back the definition of who we are and what it yeah. means to be a disciple. I think uh, sometimes we let other people tell us what that looks like. Um, and so one of the things I, I think uh, as believers, we really need to, wrestle with what does it really mean to be create uh, living in the image of Christ right um, and I think we have some disagreement about that some some legitimate disagreement about that in the body of Christ and I think there's a conversation that we need to have among one another as it as it relates to what does it really mean to be a disciple um, I, I was I think I was sharing with you before I was um, uh, in a meeting at um, one of the larger um, uh, I guess purveyors of discipleship material uh, in our in yeah. in our nation and there was a huge huge conversation around what does it mean to be a disciple? Uh, And uh, very often what we do is we uh, make discipleship about, you know, our own just personal relationship with the Lord. And we divorce that from our responsibility to the broader society. Uh, And I think I think in this season, it's vitally important that we reclaim some of our commitments to be a witness to the world and leading them to Christ.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, sometimes um, what gets put out there is just not consistent with even terms like pro-life, like how can you be pro-life and not care about um, people, African-Americans being gunned down in their own homes, mm. or as we saw a couple of days ago, the security guard right. who's trying to help the situation right. gets killed just because of the color of his skin. And so I think if we're going to be faithful disciples, then sure. we really have to do some deep dive um, into some of the things like white supremacy and right. racism that really are driving some of the conversation these right, days. I right. mean, I mean that's just how it is. Sure. Like we have to deal with these issues to be faithful and not allow um, just one issue to be quote unquote the litmus test of whether or not you're a Christian. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I I think your point is well made. I think when we get down to the kind of the brass tacks of this, what it requires of us is to really Um, really look at what we understand to be the gospel, right? right? Because when we use words like faithfulness, when we use words like discipleship, those really go to the core of what we understand the gospel of Jesus Christ to be, right? And if we understand the gospel to be limited to the plan of salvation, then we come out to one conclusion. But if we understand the gospel to be broader than that, um, then it leads to a different one. And I think within the body of Christ, we still have not um, come to a consensus as it relates to what it means to be a follower of the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, I feel like the black church has come to more of a consensus that it has to be both personal piety, personal salvation, and public witness. Um, for the most part, right? Like, we all have issues. Yeah, sure. But I, but in the broader uh, Christendom, right. um, there's still this wrestle. And, I, you know, I struggle with that because I don't... Right. Uh, why would God waste God's time just so you could... I mean, you being saved is important, but what about all the other people? Sure. What about the people and the witness that we could have sure. uh, with people around us? Helping the poor, helping all those things that Christ told us to do, Um, if you read the Bible, actually read it um, and not take what somebody says about it, then you find that all throughout the Bible, God is calling God's people to this public witness Mm -hmm. um, as a uh, witness to who God is, Mm -hmm. right? And so how do we just let all of that go and just give it up just for...
0: Well, I think that's a a good question, right? So we do know that there is disagreement around this within the body of Christ. We recognize that. And so the two of us have an opinion about this, but we recognize that there is another opinion. And so the question I always wrestle with is, how do we as the body of Christ find reconciliation around these issues? Like, how do we reconcile... um, uh, because I, I would not say that uh, people who would disagree with us uh, don't know Jesus, always. Right. Uh, but right. I would say... It's a
1: challenge. It's a challenge. It's, it's a challenge. But, <laughs> but, but
0: there has to be, there has to be reconciliation yeah. there right. some way. It does. Um, and I wonder whether, how, how we get to that space.
1: I don't know it's because you've been in the meetings you've you've been in meetings
0: where there's been some very significant disagreement about what this season is calling us to Um, and so how do we find um, a middle place here.
1: Yeah, I think um, I do think honestly that racism is a big issue that we have got to deal with as the body of Christ, and mm-hmm. that we too often we put niceties on top of it. We say nice things, we do things that don't really delve at the the greater, deeper issue and how that plays itself out. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I think about immigration and separating children and families at the border, I feel like that has to do with race and Mm -hmm. racism, white supremacy, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so some of those kinds of issues, I think, divide us as well. So to the extent that we can have some honest, truthful conversations about that. And if you want to, you know, post and, and yell and scream and march about Um, Abortion. I need you out in the streets when African Americans get killed for nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I need you to out and calling and and marching when um, food stamps are being cut and that's going to impact families or when housing benefits are cut and people are going to be homeless. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all the same kind of care that God wants us to show for each other. And I think... You know, even if it's not quote unquote your issue, because obviously sometimes you have to choose, but you can't just be silent. Right, you know? Yeah,
0: and I think and I think that, that raises the issue of agency, right? One of right. the things that I think within the body of Christ we have to do a better job of is accepting our responsibility to make change. I mean, right. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people to say, well, the Lord is going to work it out, right? right? It doesn't matter who wins the election. It doesn't matter what, because at the end of the day, the Lord is going to work it out, right? We know theologically that that is true. Right. And in the meantime, there is suffering that's taking place that as the body of Christ, we have some responsibility to do something about. Right. Um, and, and, so, and so sometimes I think we don't always embrace the, the power that exists in this resident within the body of Christ, right? If we understand the metaphor, then we recognize that within this age that we are the hands and the feet of Christ right and so we have a responsibility to do what Christ would do in this age yeah. um, and so uh, and so that's one I think is that one of the major issues
1: yeah and I think it's interesting that that agency piece like when we're talking about Supreme Court let's say you know uh, there's no problem doing something right True. but when we're talking right, about right. some of these other issues that um, don't necessarily impact us or don't feel as close to us. Um, we have nothing to say, yeah, yeah. and I think I think we're going to be held accountable for that yeah. in whatever way that happens. Yeah.
0: So, so I, you know, when we when I thought about the the kind of the guiding question of of yeah. this conversation, what does discipleship require of us in 20? 2018, 2019, right? right. I, I I heard somebody in the back of my mind that I just kind of made up, saying to me, <laughs> the discipleship is static, that it is the same, you know, 100 yeah. years ago, it's the same today. It'll be 100 same to 100. And I'm not sure if I ag- agree with that or not. I think that the the um, the principles, the um, the confession is the same, but the application perhaps is different in this season. Do you agree with that? I I think
1: I agree with that. I think I agree with that. I think that there's something to the fact that you need courage regardless mm-hmm. you need boldness if we look at the disciples like they were witnessing in you know very right. difficult circumstances right. their lives were at risk they were could be jailed and we need that kind of boldness and courage but i do agree with you that it doesn't look the same now as it obviously as it looked back then
0: right and so and so what you know, what do you think is the unique calling of believers in this season. And so so what what yeah. is it that makes this moment different, unique, critical, um, that may have been different than some other eras that we have seen?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot to distract us. And I think right. we can be comfortable in the fact that we're not being persecuted, no matter what you say about... You know, Starbucks not having Christmas on their cups. You Bro. know, <laughs> we're not being persecuted yeah. here, yeah. Um, and so there's a comfort level that you know that most people, at least um, in America, still identify themselves as as Christians, and so we can be lulled to sleep mm-hmm. that um, that the urgency of the moment is not um, yeah. in fact urgent. Yeah. And I think, um, but you, I think discernment is key, and and that takes a deeper level of engagement. With scripture, mm-hmm. as well as engagement with what's going on in the world, and yeah. I think a lot of people are willing to do. Yeah. And so I think it takes that, and I think it takes courage, yeah. you know, to go against the grain that we are supposed to be going in the opposite direction yeah. of the world, yeah. so to speak. And
0: yeah.
1: some oftentimes we're not.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I, I feel is. Unique in this season is—I feel like the, the the witness of the church is at a at a, a danger level in this moment, right, um, in a way that I haven't seen during my lifetime. I'm not a old—I'm not old man, right? But but I do—but I do feel like the church is out front in a way that it has not necessarily always been, so that. Um, the things that we are saying it's almost like a megaphone is is, um, intensifying those things it's and I, and I and I and I think that the the culture is trying to figure out who Christians are. Who who are these people that claim to be Jesus followers? Right. And so when we make decisions um, and we put the name of Jesus on them, um, it has um, it, it has an amplified or an intensified um, consequence. Right. And so and so as a pastor. Uh, I'm offended by some of the things that I see, right? I'm offended by it. Um, I remember when we first, uh, when we first entered into this season, I remember having really difficult conversations with uh, members of my congregation who would say, well, how can, you know, one group of people being saying this and another group of people being saying that, and how does that coincide and relate to my lived experience? You know, does Jesus really have something to say about uh, where I live? Um, And, and i think those are difficult questions that we must reconcile within the body of christ because the consequences are so dire. Yeah. And I mean it really goes to who jesus is. Right. right? Um you know if we if we're if we're saying that we are ambassadors of christ, then what we do really does have an impact on the witness of christ in the world. And i have some really some some significant concerns about what our witness is.
1: Right. And i feel like i'm often feeling really judgmental about sure. you know there are some people whose names I won't name but you know who sure. they are who say stuff and they're considered the Christians they're mostly white and male um, and they use this term evangelical which I think is distorted um, and you know they're lifted up as these are this is what the Christians say and it's like that ain't Jesus right. you know right. that doesn't look like Jesus right. smell like Jesus sound like Jesus and so um, I feel like we're having to pull back our witness from mm-hmm. people who really have just... Pro- I mean, when you think about some of the behaviors that... Um, have just been excused, you mm-hmm. know, and when we talk about how many classes have we had on the fruit of the spirit and mm-hmm. love and kindness and gentleness mm-hmm. and self control, and then it's like, okay, what are we really saying right, here? Right. I mean, even if you want to look at some of the things, personal piety issues in the public square, I think that there's been some leadership issues that really challenge what right. we say we believe, and right. some people have just co signed right, it.
0: Right. And, and you use the the, you use the e word right I would consider myself <laughs> to be evangelical in the historical sense, right, and so here again, we find ourselves uh, with an issue of definition. Who gets to define what evangelical is and for um, For a long time, you know the media has begun to to define it on uh, theopolitical terms, um, but we recognize that evangelical has a, the- a very clear theological definition. I think we 've got to wrestle that back um, yeah. because, again, we have the witness issue. Or come up with another okay. term. <laughs> I don't know.
1: A, I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm on the fence about it yeah. because what people claim as evangelical is just you know i just cringe i'm like mm. who are these people mm. they don't mm. i don't recognize them mm-hmm. you know they're mean they say whatever they want to say they have no compassion no mercy no, that's no, not, not God. all of us not, all not of us. well i used to consider myself evangelical that's <laughs> right. what i'm saying maybe we need another term right, right, right. or i don't know what we're going to do about it right. but certainly some of the behavior and some of the right. the quote unquote witness right. Right is a challenge
0: right right it it is it is um but so where do we go from here right so we we get on these podcasts and we identify the issues and we wrestle with them and uh, but but is there a path forward right so so as an individual believer who attends church regularly what will we tell those people to do in order to find some sort of Closure, some sort of path forward.
1: I feel like it's a discipleship moment in the sense, Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, you know, just trying to witness to people about the fullness of what God calls us to do. And not just, you know, one or two issues that usually don't have anything to do with them. But, you know, but the fullness of what God calls us to do and that God cares about, Everybody, everybody is born in the image and likeness of God, right. right? And so from a policy perspective, from a community perspective, like how are we reflecting that Um, belief in our behavior and our policies and how we treat people I think that is this moment that God is it's like a Bonhoeffer moment I mean we talk about um, Bonhoeffer when you know in King and as if they're you know way away but I think this is that kind of moment where we've got to really stand up and say this is God is a God of justice and of love and of mercy and of compassion and that doesn't look like separating children and families at the border it doesn't look like you know, killing people and not having anything who are unarmed and not having anything to say about it. It doesn't look like cutting health care when you know people are going to die with pre-existing conditions. That's not what it looks like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I think we are in a critical moment, but I think it's an opportunity, right? Uh, And I think when we look at church history, even, we see that the Lord brings the people of God to critical moments in order for them to make decisions and compel them to act. Action, right? right, we can look early in the in the book of Acts. Right, he gives the great commission, tells them to go ye therefore, but they decide to stay in Jerusalem. Right, so he sends a crisis, and that causes them to spread out. Right, and so I think within the body of Christ, we really have to make a decision whether or not this moment is going to get the back best of us. Right, because we That's can turn inward and we can begin to eat our own children, um, or we can decide that we're going to use this opportunity to really do some self-reflection to really seek truth and even our own history within the church and then move forward to reconciliation. Um, My position has always been that reconciliation does not come without a truthfulness. Right. right? Right. And so there's some things in-house that we haven't dealt with as the church that we really need to begin to talk about more openly um, and be willing to have difficult conversations and I think that will get us to the next moment.
1: So do you think your friends... um... <laughs> are gonna be willing to have those conversations? Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I
0: I think so. One, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. Yeah. One, one of the things I would say is I, I really one of the things that I appreciate about this podcast um, is it gives voice to some some opinions that are not always shared widely within the body of Christ. Um, You know, I I shared um, with you before that I went through, you know, seven years of seminary and never read a book that was authored by a woman, never authored by a person of color. Right. So my entire theological formation was around um, white men right? Um, and so I think it's really important that that voices, alternative voices, really are included in this conversation. I think once that begins to happen, you will see a different willingness to have a converse, conversation around these things. But this is difficult. I mean, these right. are conversations that people don't typically like to have. They make us uncomfortable. Um, and so we have to decide what's more important, whether we're going to be comfortable or whether we're going to make progress. And yeah. sometimes those two things are mutually exclusive.
1: And I think it's it's really hard. It's a challenge because sometimes when people are saying things like calling Christians who don't believe what they believe, devils and demonic, and you're like, okay. And and,
0: and that happens on both sides. It It happens happens on on both both sides,
1: sides. it does. And I have challenges myself sometimes with what I want to say to people. Um, But the Lord always stops me (laughs) (laughs) from saying what I might say. Um, Erase that. Don't put that. Don't hit Hit stand right, on that, right. but but I think you know we've got to have those conversations in love, That's which right. is really hard to do. That's right. But to be disciplined about it, I mean, when was discipleship ever supposed to be easy? Right. Um, and I think you know we don't get a pass in this moment where we're having to have difficult conversations um, one to another. That's right. About you know, where we go from and, here. And we have
0: to, and we, at the end of the day, we have to leave room that we can be wrong on both sides. If, that we can be, yeah. that Some we can be wrong. Some people on the
1: other side, though, they just well, don't just think the they're side. wrong. It's not
0: just the other side. It's on both sides. On both sides yeah. of it. there There is, there is a need to, there is a need to be willing to put yourselves in other people's shoes. And that, I think even, not even just in the church, but just across the board, that is very difficult to do. Right, we tend to see life through our own experience, in our own experience and informs every, it, it contextualizes everything, even our opinion of scripture. Right, Yeah. And so I think we've gotta, I think all of us have gotta be willing I mean, no? I think
1: there's humility that has to happen. Yeah. Like, if you're humble, then you can say, "Okay, I might be wrong about this, but do I really have to be?" I keep bringing up this immigration thing because I just think that was such a violation sure. of humanity, sure. right? Um, that was just in our face, and you know, now supposedly there's a caravan with, I guess, Middle Easterners who flew from the Middle East to
0: Mexico, Mexico. Like,
1: how did they get there, right? But that's that's another <laughs> podcast. Um, But, you know, like, I don't have to be from Honduras walking thousands of miles with my baby on my back to understand. The desperation, you know, the right. need to have um, a, a place of safety, the need to want to have a better life for myself and for my children, for, for them to have. Like I, I don't, I don't have to be um, uh, Hispanic to understand what that is like or what that might feel like, you know. Okay. And so I guess I wonder why do we, why are we so condemning of people um, who? You know, why? where is our compassion? Where is, I mean, Deuteronomy 10 talks about God says, I'm a God of justice, take care of the widow and the orphan. But you're doing this because you were once, and the stranger, you were once this. You were once this. You could be this, you know, is implied. This could be you. And yet we act like, you know, God is just, we're blessed and highly favored. And nothing bad is ever supposed to happen or will happen to us. And um, if it does, then that's something somehow means we must have deserved it. Job's friends, right? Like you must have done something wrong. And I don't know. So I think that's, it's a really hard place and wrestle. Um, I'm willing to engage in it, you know, um, but I have to, I have to constantly check myself because some of what I hear just does not sound a lot like Jesus. Yeah.
0: So, so we're almost out of time, but I guess I would, I would close with this question. So do you have hope? Right. Yes. Do you have hope?
1: I do have hope. Yeah,
0: and and I, I think do. that's I think that's the right concluding point. I think I think there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and the truth is to the extent that there is an answer to this, to the extent that we find an answer to this, we are uh, fighting an, uh, against history, right? This is not, yeah. none of this is new. I mean, right. we've, we've got a long track record of, of having conversations like this and wrestling with very significant issues. Um, but I still do believe, uh, that the church is the greatest, uh, institution, organism, organism ever created by, by the Lord. And, and so, um, we are told that the gates of hell will not prevail against it, right. but we have agency and we have work to do in that. Uh, but I too have hope.
1: God has great expectations for us to do the right thing, That's right. <laughs> to That's get right. ourselves together That's right. and to, um, to be light That's and right. salt in That's this right. world. And, That's right. um, so even though some of the salt's losing its flavor, yeah. there's enough salt, I think to, um, to take, care of the salt that's losing its favor we just gotta plug in and activate I was uh,
0: I was teaching a discipleship class um the other day uh and somebody said that um that the Lord has not created a plan B it's us or nothing and so it's really important that we get ourselves together
1: that speaks to the urgency of to the moment. That the urgency. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right.
0: Well, good. So that's been our, our podcast for today. We're uh, grateful that you uh, took the time to listen to us. If you want to shoot us an email, uh, you can do that at just... Just Talk Show, that's J U S T A L K Show at gmail.com. You can find this podcast and uh, and some historical uh, archived uh, podcast at uh, our website, www.justtalkshow.com. And we'll look to hear from you. See you later. Amen. Amen. God bless. Amen. God bless. Just talk, just talk Here we go Just talk, just talk, just talk the body going tell somebody Just talk, just talk